Hey y'all, welcome to the second episode of Bluegrass Race Hub. Today, we'll talk about the three-way battle for truck points, Aaron Smith, Rocky Wynn, and more. Let's do this. Hey everyone, my name is Bryce Hunter. I drive the number nine Xfinity car. I'm also the director of content here for Bluegrass iRacing Series. And I'm joined in the on the show with uh, Alex Healy. Yep, I'm the uh, the driver of the '97 Silverado in the Truck Series, and I am the the social media czar. <laughs> so I hear you're finally out of Facebook jail. Finally, yeah, I'm allowed to do things again, so I can uh, I can get back to doing the posts for the league and everything, and and posting everyone's cool paint jobs and stuff. But uh, Zuckerberg's really had it out for me lately, so I'm gonna have to tread lightly. Yeah, fair enough. He's been out for a lot of people recently, from what I've been hearing. But yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I said uh, earlier in the uh, in the kind of like the intro. We have a three-way battle right now for the uh, for the truck league and their and their points. You know, we have a between Robbie Richards and Wes Wigan who are actually tied, but Keith Hackney is quickly closing the gap on them. Um, Keith Hackney has one more race, man. He's in first place, and uh, you know they've already locked in themselves in the playoffs. It was all three of them have a win already, but yeah, three-way battle for trucks right now, and I'm all for it. Yeah, it's it's shaking out to it, it's going to be really interesting going forward. I think the the top three guys there there are two different ways they're going about it. Where Robbie and Wes have been real consistent throughout the season, not not big highs, not big lows. Which I think um, Robbie the Robbie has a win. Wes does not have a win. And then on the the flip side, you got Keith who has three wins, but when he uh, when he has a bad race, he he really has a bad race. So it's uh you know more than one one way to skin that cat. Um, I mean, ever, obviously getting wins is is what it's all about. But from from the outside looking in, I, I like to I prefer to see that consistency because once we get in the playoffs, if you have a if you have a bad race or two, that that's lights out for you. Yeah, definitely. And you know we have. Uh... You know, a couple more wild cards. You know, we have a couple short tracks, and then we got finish out the rounding out the uh, regular season for all three series. We go to uh, Daytona, so that's yep. a wild card race for anyone that uh, hasn't watched any of the races this week or this whole season. It's been a lot of good racing, a lot of heartfelt, you know, a lot of hearts being broken, a lot of uh, screaming in the in the in the <laughs> chat, and um, but yeah, it's. Especially with Daytona, we got you know we got Wilkesboro, and no, we already did Wilkesboro. Excuse me, we have yep, uh, yep. Watkins Glen <laughs> coming up. We have yep. Nashville Fair. Fairgrounds this week. Yep, um, which I, is a, God. It's such a tough track. I was running practice laps earlier, and it it reminded me of how stressful it is getting around that place. Which it, it's technically my home track. It's I, I live like fifty minutes from it, so I I should claim it as a home track. But God, I I do not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I've only only raced on it probably a couple times, and it, it it's still, yeah, I'm not even get into that. It's a whole nother <laughs> beast for me. We're, me and short tracks don't get along. 
Yeah, but, it's it's always stressful, Adam. Which one one key insight for this? Not that it helps or hurts or anything, but my uh, my brother-in-law, uh, when he's growing up, he raced light models there, and I put him on the sim there one day to see how it compared. And um, I don't know how often you've you've been around fairgrounds, but at the bottom of the exit on turn two, there are like three significant bumps there, and that they'll push you up to the wall. And he was making laps, and the, the first thing he commented was like, yep, that is exactly how the bottom there is in real life. That's why we do not run the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you also had to run like, the one groove up or something like that. Yep. That's considering the bottom line. Yep. Yeah, on to Bluegrass News. Uh, for everyone who does, who likes dirt racing, uh, Scott Fritz is starting to recruit for the Bluegrass Pro Late Model Series uh, powered by World of Thunder uh esports league uh they also will be running a uh a bluegrass champion and also a world champion along with uh the miller family trucking esports league world of thunder pro late model series uh make sure you guys are on social media for that one and uh some other news uh real nascar news how about noah gregson finally getting his his shot man i i think it was the worst kept secret in nascar i, th- I think Pretty much everyone was dead set that he was going to the 42. Um, I, I'm a fan of Gregson. I know that there, there's a lot of people that might not be too crazy about him. I know he, he kind of has his, his annex and stuff sometimes, but I think it, it's it's good for the sport. It's entertaining. And uh, frankly, that, uh, that petty GMS team with him and Eric Jones, um, Eric Jones has really come along this year. He runs solid just about everywhere now it seems like it's not necessarily a threat to win races all the time but he uh he's a solid guy that's going to be running mid-pack and when he's at the right track he, he's got a chance to win and and the little bit we've seen from noah which granted he's been driving uh what are like spire motorsports and and college cars not not a top quality rides or anything but i think at a at pocono he was running really strong and i think he ended up getting in in someone else's incident but from what i've seen he i i think he's gonna be pretty successful um which I, as far as i know i think he's gonna be the only rookie next year unless uh unless ty gibbs comes up and, and takes someone's spot or if there's some other crazy signing out there that i that i don't know about so i as of right now i'd say he's gonna be the rookie of the year <laughs> yeah definitely you know i this is what I believe the Cup Series needs because you know Noah in the Xfinity Series, he's always known as the guy that's going to bring the the spunk, bring the the attitude. You know, he's the guy that comes with his his, his fire suit half unbuttoned with no shirt underneath. You know, he's exactly he's to me he kind of it sounds weird to say this, but kind of like his demeanor and the way he looks. I'm gonna get a, a lot of flack for this, and I don't really <laughs> care. He he gives me that Dale Earnhardt vibes. I, I, I cannot be the that. only one that feels that. I no, I, I could see that, but I'm I'm gonna raise you one more, which this might be a, a before your time reference. It's actually before my time, but I see a lot of people compare him to Tim Richmond. Who, I believe who, it. I guess had a big personality and and had a good time and and was who he was and didn't wasn't doing the the corporate speak and in, in interviews like when when Noah talks when Tim Richmond talked that. You're getting that guy, not not a guy that's just a robot up there shouting out his sponsors and stuff like that, which I really enjoy. 
Yeah, definitely. And you know Noah's not going to... You know, I can see his first season, you know, it's all about learning the cup car and stuff like that, especially for his first actual season in the cup series. But I don't, you know, his second and third season, I expect him to start showing his personality, you know. He's, yep. excuse me, he's also like going to climb the fence and, you know, shotgun a beer and stuff like that. We don't have that in the cup series, you know. Their yeah. most polarizing figure is Kyle Busch, but <laughs> ever since he has Brexton, he's been nonchalant and he doesn't yeah. there's not really been that one guy that has the major attitudes anymore and i yep. I believe that's what the cup series is lacking yeah and the the other thing that noah gregson is gonna do is he's probably gonna keep throwing up inside of his helmet interior guy dude, the, I, the intern at uh junior motorsports i feel bad for him yeah because <laughs> I, I, they say he like they're i guess it like crucial moments of the race like sometimes he'll he'll basically start hyperventilating and that's what causes him to throw up so yeah. hope hopefully they can they can coach that out of him because yeah one one it's got to suck to drive like that and two it got the the calmer you can stay behind the wheel the the better decisions you're going to be able to make i know i think last year they were real big on showing like the the heart rate of drivers and denny uh hamlin like he went out of his way like he trained in a way to keep his heart rate lower in the car so that he was able to to better focus on on what's going on on the track and i, th I think that's a, a pretty good way to look at it so hopefully uh noah can take some steps like that to to get some of this stuff under control yeah definitely well moving on speaking of denny hamlin 2311 extends Bubba Wallace's contract indefinitely. Yep. Uh, I think it was, I just read multi-year. No one has, they have not disclosed. I've heard multi-year, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I've heard all that. Yeah. So I, I'm sure at least two, but I mean, the guy obviously brings money and some people feel different ways about him, but I think it's, it's pretty easy to say that he is the, the most famous NASCAR driver we have today. If people don't know anything about the sport, they probably know who Bubba Wallace is at this point. And, uh, you know, as far as having a ride, um, the guys that bring the money, they're always going to have a seat. And on the flip side, the past five weeks, Bubba has ran probably the, the best five weeks of his cup career. I, I know he had, I think, what, four top tens, and I'm not sure where he finished today. I saw him running around about 12th or 13th, but I know the pit cycles got all crazy, so I didn't see where he finished. But he's he's really stepped it up here recently, which make, makes me super happy. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, my only gripe with Bubba is, you know, he's so hard on himself. I mean, last week in Michigan, he finished second place and still called himself a failure. Yeah. It's like, dude, like you can't, it really, you know, upsets me when these drivers out here, you know, when they say they're a failure for finishing the top five, I'm like, you realize there's back markers in this team that would love to finish on the top five, you know, yeah. love to finish yeah. in the top 10. And yeah. just for, you know, just people come out here and say they, they're a failure for finishing second place. And having yeah, that's, a, that's a hell, that's a hell of a day at the office, man. Yeah. And especially <laughs> starting on pole in that race, it's like, yeah. dude, like, it's time to stop playing that type of card. You have to start being the leader of your team. You're now yep. if if Kurt Busch is if he's actually going to retire, you know the rumors going around that he's potentially thinking about it now. He's going to be the long-standing tenure of twenty-three eleven. He has yep. to be the leader 
for that organization. You know, Denny Hamley can't do it until he's an actual out of the car and and in, in the CEO chair. Bobo yep. has to be the guy on his team leading him. He can't call himself a failure for that. He he raced a fantastic race. You know, more and more and more, I'm becoming more of a Bubba Wallace fan because he's starting to give results on the track. Yeah, and, and I mean, the, the talent's been there for a long time. I mean, when he was in the truck series, uh, he won six races, and m- most of his cup career, he's he's been in not good cars, which uh, this is this is something I heard uh, someone proselytize about why maybe he's so hard on himself. And in the past, um, he's he's in a bad car, so he he expects to not win basically when you're in a car like that you know you're not necessarily competing for wins every week but now that he's in a, a top tier ride anytime that he has a great car i think that the way that he sees it is that he has let he's let the team down because he had a car that's capable of winning and he, he just hasn't been in this position a lot where when you when you have a day like that yeah, obviously you want to win. You're there at the end. You had a, a hot rod all day, but you got to you got to take the good from whatever situation instead of dwelling on, well, I didn't win. Well, you you finished second. And you're on the pole, and you had your your fourth or fifth top ten in a row. Like be be stoked about that, and then take that and and build on it. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with you. But speeding, uh, talking about building. Kevin Harvick now he broke his what sixty eight race winless streak and now he's won two in a row. He is on an absolute tear right now. You know Adam Lancaster has to be happy. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. You know he showed up late today at Ridgeman. Um, you know he you know Bat Logano you know was dominated the race with leading him for two hundred laps and then Kevin Harvick literally just came out of nowhere and poof he took over the lead and won the race. But yeah, if, that's oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. If if the race was you know, come like five more laps to go, Seabell would have passed him. But you know, it is what it is. Yep, that's that's part of it. And kind of kind of like I was saying last week, you let a guy like Harvick get a win. It's when you've gone that long without a win, you've got that monkey on your back. And then once you finally break through, it, it's kind of like yeah, it's just back to how it was before. I mean, the guy won what two years ago? He won ten races or whatever. Um, I, now that he's got this momentum, he's got two wins, he's locked into the playoffs. The, this guy has a very good chance, I think, of, of being there in, in the final four and, and maybe winning the whole dang thing. He's, he's hot at the right time of the year. I know that's got to be good for morale in the garage there. Uh, it's just, it's, it's wild to see someone who, who struggled for so long and now it's, he, he's got to be. If you, if you made me pick who was going to win the championship today, I'd have a hard time not picking Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I, I agree with you right there. He's been strong and consi- you know, he hasn't won up to last to Michigan, but he's slowly and surely worked his way back up. But I can't disagree with you about picking him for the championship. Yep, which and that's the thing. If you said that a month ago, people would think we're crazy, but that's how fast things can change. Green flag or red flag? Here's how it goes. Green flag means you agree. Red flag means you disagree. Here we go. Green flag, red flag. Keith Hackney ran the field at Knoxville after off-track altercations in Discord. And after Akamai shows up with a piss-on Hackney sticker on his truck. (laughs) 
Well, uh, as far as, as Hackney goes, green green flags for him. I mean, he he is a dirt guy, and we went to a dirt track, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. I know uh, Fritz came down and, and ran that race and, and gave him a run for his money, but, man, uh, Keith, is, is he's been fast all season, and when you put him on dirt, he's hard to beat. I know he was, uh, he was running out front at Bristol as well, and somehow blew his engine up there I, i'm not even sure how that happened but regardless um he he did what he was supposed to do as for uh as for akamai uh i i like that he's keeping it going i i want to keep seeing these little <laughs> pot shots <laughs> yeah, definitely uh i'm like i said i'm green i'm I agree with you i'm green flag with uh hackney winning the race you know he you know i was in the i was in the booth and he after the green flag dropped, he was gone. The only person that can get to him was Scott Fritz. And Scott, you know, there's a couple of restarts, you know, where I thought, you know, Fritz would have had him. But, yep. you know, it, there it was, just never uh, worked out. Yeah, there was one restart. or No, I ran the um, the heat race with him. I finished second in the heat race to him. And even on the restarts, uh, he, I mean, he would clear me in the first turn. And I'm by no means a, a dirt guru or anything. I I'm fine enough, but man, I just, it, the only way I could have beat him was to just run through his quarter panel. And I don't even know if I could have gotten to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, the only person I think that had anything for him, I mean, I saw you were in the top three there for a long time. If you got involved in an incident, it looked like, yeah, correct yep. me if I'm wrong, but, um, yeah, but I think toward the end of the race, Scott Fritz was the only one that had anything for him and he just, by then, Hackney knew what line to run and what line to restart in. It just never worked out for for yep. Scott. But I, I saw uh, I saw Keith do a really interesting thing. Kind of halfway through the race, he started running the bottom, and he he was still faster than me down there, which is crazy. But I think what he was doing, he was reconditioning the track. He was moving dirt up. So that later on he could run the middle line, and there'd be grip there, and then he he would just chase the cushion all the way up. And I I thought that was just a, a absolute genius move. And yeah. you you got to have awesome pace to be able to do it because if you're if you're like me, you go down there and and run the bottom, and you're going to get freight trained. But he's he's fast enough to where he can pull stuff like that off. Yeah, definitely. And I'm also know the the Akamai deal. I'm I'm going to go red flag on that. Because it, I'm kind of on the verge of saying enough with these cheap shots and yeah, prove it like on our, track. Our, yeah, are, are we are we past it now? Yeah, it's kind of like I want. I don't want to keep saying keep saying these these shots being thrown. You know, I don't want, I don't want to see the sticker. I don't want to see the paint scheme. I want to see action on track. You know, I want to see you know Twitty. You know, battling Hackney, and then if action happens, actions happen. You know, I just don't. I just I'm tired of seeing these cheap shots. I'm tired of seeing, you know, I get drama is drama, and I and I'm all here for the drama part. But for love of God, do it on track. You know, I, I I just don't like seeing the cheap shots on social media, or on you know on the even. I'm also calling out Keith Hackney on this too with the headstone scheme at Wilkesboro. Like is that? I mean, I get it. It, it gave the picture and it sent the message out, but then Tweety comes back with a, with a guy peeing on Hannah Hackney, whatever. <laughs> but it just, it's just not something for one, keep the, that type of imaging off our league. Um, 
I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't either. So, I mean, it, I mean, I get it. You want to throw shade, but do it in our group fight. I'm basically talking to the league here. Do it in our fights chat. Don't put it on the track. Um, if you want to, you know, race them hard and you want to move them out of the way or you want to spin them or, or, or whatever, be careful doing that. But do it. But do it that way instead of coming up with the paint scheme. Yeah, they're fun to watch. And honestly, we didn't even know. I mean, the, the sticker was so small on his car. We didn't even see it or notice it. So Yeah, I, I would have never seen it. He, uh, I just happened to open up Facebook, and it was on, like, as soon as I opened Facebook, my reels at the top, it was the very first thing I saw. If it weren't for that, I, w I wouldn't have ever known. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say about, you know, keep the drama up keep doing their thing you know i love you know it would give us something to talk about here on on race hub but it's just it's not professional to move it on to the uh the paint schemes and stuff like that yeah just like you said just just keep that shit talk up man keep it i i like going into the post-race fights after and, and seeing the guys getting at her because i mean that's part of racing but at the end of the day i mean i hate to say it but i mean you know, Keith's up there battling for the lead and, and points overall and the kind of the guys he's battling with are they're they're just on the on the cusp, which I, I did see. I was uh, I'm stoked. I, I think uh, Twitty is actually as of right now, I think he is in the playoffs, which uh, which would spice things up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But I still like I said last podcast, I still don't think he, Keith Acne makes the final four, but that's just, just yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> Green flag, red flag. Aaron Smith spins twice in the Cup Series and still comes back to win. So I'm going to not. I'm red flag, but not for Aaron. I'm red flag for the rest of the field. You you guys gotta. This guy obviously is super fast and even more so on road courses. And he goes out and self spins two times. And nobody. He else was involved can get it into done. a wreck too. He there's the picture in Discord of him actually. You know, in contact with someone in yeah. the wall. Yeah, that. So he self-spun on that one, and as he was trying to get it gathered up, I can't remember who, but someone hit him. It, it wasn't a big hit by any stretch, obviously, because uh, he he came back and won the damn race. Yeah, I, you know, I I'm green flag for Aaron. Uh, because you know that shows his ability, and that shows mm -hmm. you know give him clean air and give him you know, I don't know if he came in and got tires. I was unfortunately working mm -hmm. again, so I'm going off what people have told me and stuff. But from what I'm hearing, it seems like when Aaron got in his tires after his two spins, he was unstoppable. Yep. And that brings and me to my other point: red flag for the rest of the cut field because the guy spent spun twice. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take advantage. Yeah, you guys had the guy that won Coda didn't take a single set of tires the whole race. Don't know if that's the same strategy they ran at Sonoma, but I'm hearing that's right on the lines that they did anyway. Yep, my, you, I know my guy did. Um, he he never took tires. He he did finally see some fall off. It was 45 lap race. I think he said around lap 40, his car started getting tight. Um, but I, I believe just about everybody else was on. Anybody that was running up front was on that same strategy, and it actually, when Aaron, that second spin, whenever he, he came in, he, it actually worked out really well for him because he was able to stay out 
at a it, it got him on a different um schedule and it he ended up starting fourth at the next stage because he didn't have to come in then and it, it was all she wrote after that so it, it obviously like spinning is bad but for as bad as it could have been it it, it worked out halfway decent yeah I mean, I'm not saying that to bag on the rest of the guys in the Cup Series, but oh, I am, I am. <laughs> it it's sad when a guy can spin twice and still come back and win the race by a considerable margin, for what I'm told. And yep. there is some fantastic road course racers in our Cup Series. You know, we have Alex Huffman, Cedric Hunter, David Farmer. You know, we have all of these good well-rounded road course racers and it's for Aaron Smith to come by and whoop your ass. I mean, that's yeah. you spinning twice. That's just yep. a slap. I mean, if he came down to the Xfinity series and did that, mm-hmm. I'll be feeling, I'll be feeling some type of way after that. Yep. 100%. Um, green flag, red flag, a back marker almost took out the leader while wrecking his on his own at Sonoma. Yep. So won't well, I won't get into names here and, no one, no one ever said it over the radio, but it happened. I was, I was spotting Dave, and I think he was, he he was in the top five. I want to say he was third at the time, and they had just caught up to the pace car, and a a driver to be named later comes flying on the screen, almost bashes everybody, and I I had a small heart attack because even after that he had trouble getting his car back together. And then after that, later in the race, he, he's a lap down or whatever, and he got the leaders coming, and he's he's racing them hard through the S's at Sonoma, which is it's it's tricky to get through there with good pace, regardless. And he's he's taking up a lane, and he's you know ten miles an hour off pace, but he's he's not letting guys go. <laughs> and yeah. I know that like it's. It's the faster guy's job to get around the slow guy. I, I get that. He has every right to his his racing line, and it, that's other people's problems. But, man, when you got like 10 laps to go and you got a battle going on, uh, it's it's aggravating from the side of the guys that are fast. But from from his from his perspective he he probably feels that he's he's entitled to do as he pleases and and he is but i it's one of those i i hate unwritten rules but this is an unwritten rule that i think is a good one so i am i'm red flag on on lappers getting involved with cars that have a lot more pace especially at the end of a race and especially at a road course yeah i mean I'm I 100% agree with you. Red flag through and through. Um, I mean, I I know this guy personally, love him to death. I know he's hoping to hear this and be really upset. And uh, but you know who you are. Uh, just know <laughs> that uh, we love you. But but man, it's it's getting to a point where you're putting other drivers in danger. Uh, of wrecking their cars, especially in Sonoma, where one wrong move, there's not a lot of runoff at Sonoma. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like the Roval, you know? You're, you're surrounded by walls. Or yeah. a long, you know, long grass patch, but you're not going to be able to slow the car down. Right. Um, but, but, man, I'm just, I don't think, I don't know. I, for me, not seeing the race, 
you know, yeah, I, I don't really have it. I, I can't judge specifically what happened, but for one, I'm hearing I'm red flag on because it just that seemed like it wasn't called for. Yeah, but and I, I, it's just a universal thing, regardless of of who it is and when it happened. That's it's one of those things. Like if I'm running around and I'm down 100 horsepower, like I'm not gonna get in people's way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just especially if you're you're down on power just for anyone in the league now if you're if you're down on power or if you're damaged in a certain way you have front end damage where it's called you have a hole in the nose or you know you just you're down you know even if you're down you know 15 rpms or something like that that's a big difference yeah and you're losing about a couple miles an hour on the straight and that's on you know even at martinsville with those long straights you're still losing speed in Richmond and any short tracks, damage still sucks. And especially on road courses, especially when you're you have you know side panel damage and now you're aero tight and now you're tight because you can't turn the car. And now it's just you have hole in the nose, you have crinkled up spoiler, now you're causing more drag. It's just when you're damaged like that and you're so far off the pace, just let them go. There's no need I get it, you're upset. Everyone's upset with wrecking. Yeah. But even when you're down on power clutch, you know, if you don't know if you're down on power or not, guys, just push your clutch pedal down and watch the RPMs go down. If it stays around 2000 RPMs and in, in NASCAR, you're fine. Yep. That's in cup cars. I think the trucks are 1280 or 118. No, 1180 is, is yeah. typical. Cup or, I don't know. or Xfinity is 12, uh, 2000 as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, like I said, I didn't watch the whole whole race. Uh, I need to go back and should have went back and watched it. Um, but for what I'm seeing, or for what I'm hearing about it, that's red flag all the way. Yeah, and, and part of it, there I know there are some guys that, that just do not like road courses, and they're, they're not good at them, and they don't necessarily care to do a ton of practice on them, and, and that's how you end up with a, with a situation like we had in, in that race. And I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be slow, like just just be slow out of everyone's way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Bro, are you serious, Alex? What is your are you serious moment of the week? Um, so I'll start with a a real life NASCAR one, which they're they're actually the more I thought about it, I've kind of got two from the Cup race today. So the first, are you serious? Is Ross Chastain, are you serious, bro? Are you you're gonna go? The, like I don't know what. That's just his latest stop on his get. Don't give a fuck to her. Yeah, like I don't know what Toyota has done to him. If his mom got stranded by an '86 Corolla when he was a kid or something, but he hates every Toyota driver and will find their quarter panel today. It was it was Kyle Busch. Um, I know over the radio he said that he was trying to give um ty Dillon room down low um he had already cleared him so that that's partly on him partly on his his spotter for maybe not clearing him soon enough but like after after the whole thing with denny and then now with kyle bush of all people like these are not guys you want to make enemies of the, these are the guys that are if if they they're going to make sure you don't win a championship and and yeah. he's had he's he has the speed to do it, but yeah. he just continually makes enemies. I think uh, even after the race, Kyle Busch was like, "Oh yeah, we we got Chastain today. He picked me today. 
and you know guys just can't race like that so you know yeah the aggravation is there for everybody so it's it's i imagine once we get into the playoffs we're we're gonna see some some drama from that i think he's hit three of the four gibbs cars this this season i think he's hit to hamlin three times bush once and two wrecks too yeah, the Truex one, I, I didn't have a, a big issue with. It, it wasn't as blatant as the others, but I think that kind of goes along with once you have that reputation, guys are automatically going to think the worst if they're in any kind of incident with you whatsoever. Yeah. So the uh, the second part uh, from today's cup race is... <sighs> I, is NASCAR serious with the next gen car at short tracks that they, they have not put on a good show at short tracks They, i don't know what needs to change i i didn't think today would be as it wasn't as bad as like the first martinsville race but it there just wasn't it didn't seem like there's a whole lot going on it was i mean there were passes made but it was it was kind of dependent on a guy being on a on an older tire so you could just kind of motor on by but I, they, they've got to make some some kind of change to the short track package. I don't know if it's doing away with the with the under tray, with the diffuser, and any everything. If they need more power, um, I know I don't think they I don't think they were shifting to no they were shifting today. Um, I know that a lot of guys say that any track where you're shifting at that kind of uh, creates some bad racing because you can blow a turn. But as long as you're able to downshift, you're still going to get drive off anyways. So it's there. There's a, a few ways to look at it, and if I knew the answer, I would just say it. But they they've got to figure something out in testing to to make these short track races a little more interesting. Yeah, you know the weird part is is I'm on that side where I think the race today was a lot better than what it was in the spring. In the spring, you know, I I agree. It it was it was better, but it, it still left a little bit desired for me. I I can understand that, but one thing I'm happy I did see return is a double is multi guru Richmond. I yes. was happy to see that back. Yep. Um, and I, which I think, like I said, I think some of that was the product of guys on different age tires, and that was allowing guys to go to different places or forcing guys to run the bottom or the top or whatever. So it 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 wasn't uh, just a one lane train like Martinsville was at the beginning of the season, but it it's a step in the right direction, but I, I think there's still some some tweaking that needs to be done. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you. Well, do you have any others? Um, I, yeah, I've got one one eye racing one, and the, this comes from the Cup race. I know we discussed it at length after Coda, um, but man, Goodyear, are you serious with how long these tires last on road courses? <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know that's I, that's why I, I say Goodyear because I know they're experiencing the same thing in real life as well, where they're they're getting more grip as they go into a runner, and it takes forever for the tires to fall off, which can be fine. Um, it, it it's not as big of an effect in our series because we run shorter races, but at, at a a road course in real life where you have long stages and obviously lots of different levels of drivers that leads to the field getting really stretched out. Um, and even, it happens to a certain extent in, in our league, especially after the stages are over, guys are 
able to to stretch it out and if you have enough fuel then obviously you can just go all the way um so yeah it's it's just wild to me that these tires last like this i I can't i can't knock i racing for it i can't knock any drivers for taking advantage of it but it's just wild that the tires last like they do (laughs) yeah it blows it blew my mind when uh cedric connor was able to run the full coda race with uh not changing tires and same thing with sonoma that just yep. blows my mind because last last gen car you would have had to change your tires every ten laps it felt like so. But my two are you serious moments both have to do with bluegrass. Uh, well, I'm gonna get the one first one to me uh, because last podcast uh, was brought to my attention that I accidentally gave Brandon Robertson the season two championship, but actually it was the 15 of Matt Grenier. Ah. Uh, so that's my own are you serious moment. So <laughs> Matt pointed it out and uh, gave me crap for it all week. So I deserve that one. Yep, 100%. And, yeah. Uh, then the second one. So on Tuesday, I we were at Mid-Ohio, the Xfinity Series was. Yes. And, um, you know, race was going good for me. I won the stage. Uh, Brandon Robinson cut me some breaks, which I appreciate. He So... My teammate, Justin White, who's the number, number two Silverado in the truck series and also runs spots for uh, um, Nate Maurer and, and one of us when Maurer isn't there. Well, he's he was spotting for me on uh, Tuesday. He, we're coming to the green. I already pit stops, you know, coming to the green after the stage break. I was starting first in the stage. I think I had Robertson to my right. Um, You know, it... And then all of a sudden, he came over radio and said, Pitt. What? Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, come top off on fuel. I have a strategy. I was like, okay. So oh, I pulled boy. down Pitt Road. And uh, we're either, now they took the one to greens. So now they're gritting up. So I relinquished my lead. Starting the rear of the field. The strategy, he, that was my argue serious moment that he called me in the Pitt Road to top off. And... Uh, Starting out the rear of the field on the, on the last restart at Mid Ohio, <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean I kind of made up for it. You know, finished fifth in the race. A lot of good good uh, points day for me. But man, he was telling me after the race that he fucked up or messed up. Excuse me. And um, a yeah. So that, he I, is my are you serious moment of the week. I I get it. And now that you say that, I have I have one additional one because I had a similar thing happen. I, I spot for Dave Farmer on Wednesdays, and after I'm trying to think, I believe it was okay. So after the first stage, no, coming into the first stage, um, I told him to stay out. It's like Dave, stay out. We can make it to the second stage on fuel, and then we'll we'll figure out what we want to do from there. Dave disregarded my incredibly sound advice and he comes into the pits and then after we get back out on track we i mean we we had enough fuel by i mean we're like two or three laps to the good so instead of starting first at the uh at the stage break he was back starting i don't know somewhere in the top 10 and it if he was able to start out front we might have had maybe something to try and hold Aaron at bay. Obviously, he's a rocket ship, but we could have at least 
played a role in it and made him work for it a little bit. So are you serious, Dave? You got to listen to your damn crew chief next time. <laughs> yeah, opposite of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bluegrass Picks of the Week here at Nashville Fairgrounds. Who do you have at, for the truck series? At the fairgrounds. Let me get my list pulled up here. Let's look at these fellas. I've got somebody in mind. Let's see. I am going to have to not pick myself because I hate this place. <laughs> I will pick myself at some point, but it's it's not time. But who I am going to pick is going to be Justin White. I Ooh. think Justin has uh, he has one win on the season. He's been super consistent. Um, looking at the stats right now, he actually has the highest average finish in the series of ninth. Um, I know he's always clean. He takes care of his stuff and he he kind of just hangs around. He's all kind of just in the right place at the right time. And I think like uh like when I was talking about Keith earlier, I know he's super fast, but on tracks like this, I think he is prone to making mistakes at times and this is a track that will punish you for the smallest mistake um and then i mean we've got the other three guys up top but i i, I like justin's composure i like his, the way he looks at a race and i think that's going to pay off for him tomorrow yeah i definitely you know i'm teammates with justin white and He's a he's he's a clean racer, you know. He he knows well, when to push and when not, when to hold back. Uh, Nashville is all about you know saving your tires and pushing at the right time and passing at the right time. You know, it's really easy to get loose, and it also gets really easy to get tight. So there's a lot of banking at Nashville. So that also suits up to Justin's favor. But I'm gonna point out one more thing before I pick my pick. You also won last week. Uh, you picked oh, two. Yeah. Of the, you picked two of the three winners. Oh, uh, yes. So you're one to know. But my pick, hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with Keith Acne. My man. I'm going to go with uh, the Toyota. I, I, He brings speed every weekend. I can't knock you for it. Yeah, he's, you know, I know he's gone into some incidents with other drivers. And other drivers are willingly or absolutely should be mad at him. I think he would think the see. I think he would say the same thing. But you, you consistently have been the fast truck since like week three, week four. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you consistently you blowing your way up. Now you're battling for third, the three way battle for points. That's why I'm picking Keith to win this race and he's he's proved that he can he can run at short tracks you know he was doing well at Wilkesboro before he shot himself in the foot so i'm looking forward to see how he does at uh at nashville so the xfinity series you know all all three series are at the same place i'm gonna pick first for xfinity and you're gonna pick first for cup how about that i i can get down with that all right so xfinity no, I'm my my brain is telling me like I'm being told two different drivers right now. So my brain is telling me Radburn shutters and my heart is telling me Nate Maurer. Uh Nate Maurer won this race last year. Mm-hmm. Um but Radburn has been blistering fast since he entered the league. I think week six or or five or six or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm going to go 
I'm going to go with my head here. I'm going to go uh, Radburn. 10-4. So one of the guys you were going between, um, I've, I've got two I'm looking at here. So my heart says Adam Lancaster. So he, or Lancaster, um, so he can follow in, in the Stuart Haas footprint and get himself <laughs> a dub this week. But look, looking at the stats, I like Nate Maurer. He has the highest average finish in the series of seventh. He has the, looks like the second highest average starting position between, behind Radburn. So I, I'm going to take your, the pick you didn't make. I'm going with Nate. <laughs> Yeah, he's also my other teammate, so that's going to be an interesting team conversation <laughs> this week. Uh, sorry, Nate. Um, yeah, your teammates love me now. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Cup Series. Cup Series. Man. <sighs> this is a tricky one. I I don't think this is an Aaron Smith week. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, I'm gonna go ahead and get... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get that part out of the way. Um, but from there, uh, this is a difficult one for me, but I think I'm going to roll with Huffy. I think he's going to get off the schneid and win his first race of the season. I like that pick. I like it a lot. Yeah. Alex, he's, you know, he's been racing the cup series and I believe season one here in bluegrass and, uh, he's been blistering fast since last time I, I mean all I can remember him you know he's always finished ahead of me when I raced him so um yeah, he's fast he's I feel like him and uh David Farmer are the only ones that can can compete with Aaron Smith at the moment um yep I I almost picked Dave because he gave me so much shit for not picking him last week but uh I am gonna pick him at some point when I feel the time is right he's he's been real consistent lately <laughs> he'll probably i think we'll have another top five run or something but but for this week i think huffy's gonna get it done you know my my heart is telling me to go with the obvious pick um <laughs> of aaron smith yeah. but i i'm kind of conflicted between your driver and the last series champion of matt grenier that was uh, I also uh, spot for Matt actually, and I I had I had both him and Dave on my like, because this is a track I think that, that that they'll both be fast at. Hmm, I'm gonna throw the wild card out. I'm gonna go uh, Matt Grenier. Grenier, I like it. He'll he'll be glad to hear it. I'm yeah. sure. This is yeah. you making up for not <laughs> accurately calling him out as the the defending champion. Yeah, definitely. But Matt, don't <laughs> let me down. Don't let me down. Please beat Alex or uh, Aaron. Please beat Aaron this week. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our second episode here at Bluegrass Race. So please follow us at Bluegrass iRacing Series on all social media platforms. And keep an eye out for our recruitment races here coming up for our Dirt Pro Late Model Series. Thank you to our league sponsors, Butt Kicker, Russia Jim's Coffee, Huffman Designs, Kinder Performance Group, and Nitro Racing. Catch us next week as we go over this week's action here at Nashville Fairgrounds. Until next time, love each other and be safe. See you then.